magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to just, October. Oh, so great. Yeah. Um, I was just noticing, Tess, in behind you, your fairy lights. How did uh-huh. you do? So you put like a curtain over. I'm just laughing because no one could see this, but I'm just so <laughs> curious. Prime podcast yeah. content. <laughs> but did you? So you put them on the wall and then you put a sheet over it? It's a curtain with a curtain rod and then ah. it's like a curtain of fairy lights. Ah. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you. Well, I'm redoing my office. Hopefully, I'm going to paint this weekend. For those who've been following my pickleball journey, (laughs) 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 I started playing pickleball, which is a combination of tennis. I mean, this isn't entirely accurate, but it's kind of like a combo of tennis and ping pong. Apparently, it's America's number one fastest growing sport. Really? I didn't know that. Trendy. Yeah, I didn't mean to be trendy. Otherwise, I would have said, forget it. I'm too hip <laughs> for that. But um, it was super fun. And, and if you didn't hear, Tess hates all team sports. Yeah, I do. I, they make me really nervous. <laughs> you can't spell. Never mind. I was going to try to say you can't spell Tess without team. But you can't spell Tess without the T-E in team. There's no I in team or Tess. Mm. Right, but you don't like team sports. Anyway, I went to go play the other day. It was only my fourth time, maybe my third time. I think it was my third time, and it was very tragic. (laughs) I felt like someone had, like, hit a tennis ball very hard into my calf, and I looked around, and I was like, where's the ball? And the guy I was playing with, we play six feet apart. I didn't know him, though, but anyway... He was like, oh, that happened to me once, and I, um, what did I say? I, he snapped the muscle. What's it called? Ooh, Tore the muscle. That's what oh, he said. Yeah. But it turned out, and he was like, you're going to be out for six to eight weeks. And oh. I was like, what? I just got in this. And it was my best game yet. I was playing with the three hardest, the, the most, you know, experienced ones, and I was getting points against them. I went out on a high, let me tell you. Anyway, um, (laughs) then another lady there was like, I was like, he told me I'd be out for six to eight weeks. I just met everyone here. And she was like, he's also like 20 years older than you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's older. Maybe yours will heal. Yeah, but I also don't think it actually was a tear because it is improving a lot. Like, I'm, I'm able to walk on it. I still am limping, but I can walk. It was just... Quite an experience. So that happened to me last week. Um, What were the cards last week? I don't remember. So if this is your first time listening, welcome to the podcast. And just to orient you, at the beginning of the podcast, we check in about how our week went based on the cards we drew at the end of the last podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, um, because we dropped cards for the week. So Mm -hmm. we drew last week, you drew from the Work Your Light Oracle, mm-hmm. Great Gathering. Uh, well, I did gather. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I drew from my um, Cosmic of, Dancer uh, Oracle, 
uh, practice daily. Mm. So it's about daily work. And yours was about gathering, but I feel like it was also about intuition. Oh, right. Because we ended up doing the power hour about intuition. Right. Yeah. So it was about like, yeah, I think it was about community and Mm -hmm. trusting your intuition with them. Oh, was it really? You know, what's interesting about that is that I did have feelings about those pickleball players. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) What kind of feeling? Well, it was just actually, it did make me think about you because it felt like there was a lot of politics going on within the Mm. group. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't love this. And Tess would hate this. Like, I really was thinking you would hate it, especially there was this one guy who didn't want to play with anyone new. Like, he was so competitive and he Mm. was not, and he, he just kind of oozed it. Like, he wasn't direct. So... You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. feel like, Ugh, I don't want to play with that guy. Yeah, anyway, bad ball vibes. Yeah. Well, bad team vibes. Like, yeah. he was, he'd be upset if he got paired with someone worse than him. Anyway, it really was like a challenge of like my inner child who was like, I want to be in a group. <laughs> this is oh, a group. Right. I want to be on a team. And then this other part, the the intuition that was like, this actually doesn't feel really good. Oh, like yeah. this doesn't feel like a good fit. And then yeah. I injured myself. So, Probably connected, um, I bet. Maybe. Maybe God was like, get the fuck out of there. Well, I don't mean it like that. No, like yes, not you like do. it's punishment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe like some aspect of you being like, this mm-hmm. is just doesn't feel totally right to me. And it was like a way of your body maybe telling you that. Maybe. Too? I also didn't stretch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which, okay, I want to tell you another story. But you go ahead and you share your Okay, well, um, the Great Gathering did resonate because this was when the Good Vibe Tribe opened. So this was like uh, this magical energy of calling in people who will really resonate with the group. And then the practice daily is interesting because this week I started working again. I mean, I have I've kind of dabbled in this before, but I started, it kind of all came together, me really working with the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. Have you heard of that ritual? Yeah. I thought you didn't like to do that. Really? I thought you said it was like too much Hazarai, as they say in Yiddish, like too much rules. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but I think it changed because for me, because a couple of things. One was that I had been recent, I mean, like within the last couple of years, really looking into Kabbalah, like the the Western um, mystical aspects of it, like not necessarily in Judaism, like traditional, mm-hmm. but the way that, you know, like the hermetic order of the golden dawn, the way it's been adapted to magicians and witches, you know, mm-hmm. and like the tree of life aspect, tree of life. Yeah, there's a lot of aspects in mm-hmm. the way that the tarot. Yeah, the tree of life, definitely. Mm-hmm. And how the tarot ties in and astrology ties in and all of that, because, you know, it's the basis for Western mysticism. So it's like I really wanted to get grounded in it. And mm-hmm. I did read a number of books, but it still was never totally congealing for me. I was like, okay, one of these days it's going to lock in and I'm going to get it and I'm going to have this framework. Mm. And it and it sort of didn't. So I think I stopped studying it. But then um, 
someone asked me to write an endorsement for their book that's coming out. I don't know when. It's not out yet. Oh, yeah. And it was about Kabbalah, and it it was the missing link oh, for me. Wow. And it just, like, brought the whole tree of life like to life like wow. I'm like oh I, now I understand how it all works this is what I was waiting for so I think that got me so excited like I looked back at my other Kabbalah books and I was like now it makes so much more sense and then because the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram is so connected to Kabbalah and that whole vibe I was like maybe I should try this again and I first I tried the Kabbalistic cross uh, meditation, and I was like, "Yeah!" And then Wait, I moved what's on. That? It's like it's a part of the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, but you can also do it by itself. Hmm. And it's it's a meditation. Um, hmm. It's a visualization of like connecting to the cosmos and the earth and okay. the far reaches of interesting. all existence. But <laughs> but since yeah. also over the weekend, I did um, the Merkaba meditation again. And then I was like, this is so complicated and I love it so much. And I'm so glad that I put in the time to learn it. Mm -hmm. I should just revisit. Like there were just a lot of things that kind yeah. of caused me to revisit the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram. And it's super exciting because mm -hmm. it did finally, I was like, oh, okay. Like I kind of, it doesn't feel overwhelming to me anymore. Oh, that's great. It's yeah. interesting you're saying that because my guides, since I was doing the Merkaba meditation, have been giving me, I actually led people through what they gave me yesterday. I did a full moon, well, I mean, on Friday when the full moon was, no, Thursday, uh, meditation that they've been giving me, which is kind of complicated. And I was like, I don't know if I can <laughs> lead this in a non-complicated way, but I hopefully did. Um, but they are give, have been giving me this mm, light meditation exercise that connects the top and the bottom, like connects the crown to mm. the earth like yeah. above and below and yeah. inside this these triangles these double triangles almost look like a coffin <laughs> like you're inside oh. like a except it it's not the it almost like inside like a light filled I don't know I feel like it but it's not really like a coffin it's actually sharp or edges or like triangle edges but so I'm they're inside like long it. triangles yeah very like like outside my body like yeah very oh. long so it's like connects to the crown but then up to it eternal light like to source oh so, well is it kind of like the merkaba but like way bigger triangle yeah, like taller it's like the oh, interesting yeah. yeah i mean same concept yeah like that and merkaba in lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram have a lot of similarities mm -hmm. i think as far as that connecting to earth and cosmos and uh-huh I mean, there's like a heart visualization that is the two triangles, like the oh, six-pointed star. That's what they show me. The oh, yeah. triangles. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Trippy. I should look into that. Maybe you can post yeah. a link to it or so. Is there any? Well, you know what? I have been revisiting the book by Damien Eccles, High Magic, which is, I think it has great descriptions of how to do. Is that the guy that was in the prison? Yes. Oh, I have was, that book. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he, I actually have it on Audible. So he talks about how to do it there, the band. Yeah. I mean, you might want it visually too. It's, um, yeah, uh, yeah it's called High Magic. And, and I want to get now his new one, oh. Archangels oh, and yeah. Demons. I yeah. Think? I Angels know. and, I don't know, something about Archangels. Mm hmm. 
Um, well, that is really interesting that they were showing me that and that you saw that. That's really right. cool. I feel yes. like it's like, yeah, we're all, yeah. We're getting yeah. lit up here to awaken to our truth one way yep. or another. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you should tell us about the Good Vibe Tribe. Okay. So right. uh, the Good, <laughs> what's that? I said great. the good vibe tribe is only open for enrollment for two more days so this is the good vibe tribe online school of magical arts it's a membership program that um, i really love it it gives you access to my online workshops and we do live web chats and rituals every tuesday night and uh, there's also a Facebook group of magical, really sweet and hilarious magical people <laughs> that it gives you access to. So um, you can find out about that at TessWhitehurst.com. And then on the left, on the top of the site, you'll see Good Vibe Tribe. And you can click on that or you can go to the shop and go to the memberships in the shop at TessWhitehurst.com. Did you already and say you can try you it for free? One, yeah, you can try it for free for a month and you get one... What? Did you already say you got one live web chat a week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. And if you can't make it on Tuesday nights, you can watch it or yeah. listen to it later. All right. Well, that's exciting. So if you're listening to this Monday, it's open for two more, two days. more days. Yeah. Until Wednesday. Until Wednesday. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. And if you could. Um, our uh, subscribe not subscribe but well also subscribe but rate our podcast <clears throat> on apple Podcasts. we really would appreciate it it or really wherever you listen to podcasts yeah it helps people find us and it moves us up the charts so that people can find us um we really appreciate it and we appreciate everybody who has already done it we really do. Yeah. And also, if you'd like to ask us a question, you can yeah. either send us a question from magicmondaypodcast.com and click ask a question. Or we also have a phone number, mm-hmm. which is 828-333-7181. One more time. <laughs> oh, that's 828-333-7181. <laughs> nice if you ever wanted to know what producer brett sounds like he he leaves the message there oh yeah we never did about that or play the message from that person but oh who was saying that we answered their question and then they got pregnant (laughs) oh well did she say we could well i didn't sing her name so it's okay she hasn't i don't know if we've asked her that's the thing but oh, I'm just saying it okay. now so that people will know it happened. So they know that happened. Mm-hmm. That's right. We sure that happened, did. guys. So <laughs> you can ask us a question and something great might happen to you, too. That's right. Um, okay. So what are we doing now? Are we going to answer a question now? Yeah. We don't we have, have a guest this week. So we're like, we for a while, we didn't have many guests. And then yeah, all of a sudden, we had, a bunch we had all one. Ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, I think and we, we have, have one, one next week. Yeah, we do. Who do we yeah, have? Yeah, Miss Renee. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, do you want to read the question? Yes. Great. This is from Sarah. Dear Tess and Natasha, I am in search of some information. Does feng shui or any other magical tradition have something to say about the particular energy 
or characteristics of the hours in the day. I ask because I have observed a pattern in myself. I start to struggle mentally, emotionally around 11 a.m. every day without fail. I just won't feel my best. By 2 p.m., I am starting to feel better. By 4 p.m., I am completely back to feeling like myself. This has been true for me since I was a child. I have adapted to it. And I treat myself extra kindly between 11 and 2. But I was just curious if times of day were ruled by particular elements or if there's another explanation. Keep up the wonderful work. Yours is my favorite podcast and I never, ever miss an episode. All best, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Would you like to go first? Yes. So I recently, I don't know, within the last year, read a book called when Mm. and it was about the science of timing Mm. all aspects i might have mentioned it on the podcast before i don't know but i think so okay it's all kinds of aspects about timing and um that was a huge part of it was that i mean he framed it as like don't schedule a doctor's appointment or if you can manage to not have surgery between like in the early to mid afternoon because that's when humans yeah the if the statistics show that like the mistakes that people make it's way way higher between that time period which time period what she said 11 i believe it was i believe he made it said it was like noon to two or noon to four maybe maybe it was like noon to four or one to four or something mm-hmm. like that but he showed that we it's not the same for every single human mm-hmm. we all have different slightly different kinds of ups and downs throughout the day but mm-hmm. it is pretty consistent that we'll have like a midday slump yeah so that was a part of the whole i mean that's the in spain right they talk about yes. that with the siesta yeah i rest after lunch i really feel like in certain cultures we're just like What's wrong with you? Got to get through that midday slump. Yeah. Here's something for the midday slump, like so that you can get through it. And it's right. just like, how about we listen to our bodies instead yeah. and just like relax for a little bit and then go with the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He does in that book um, recommend napping and he has a whole like, um, <laughs> he has a whole kind of uh recommendation for the best way to nap which is like less than half an hour half an hour because that makes it so you don't like get way more tired Mm -hmm. after your nap like it's just the right amount Mm. um for him maybe i prefer caffeine to napping personally Mm -hmm. yeah i know that's not healthy but you don't like naps i really just i even tried after i read that book and i tried to follow his napping rules but just I don't think it's my thing no yeah I think everybody is different and um like Brett can actually sleep I he- I've heard it's 20 minute increments is what oh, maybe good it was napping. I think maybe what it was was like you leave 30 minutes I so see. the first 10 minutes is to fall asleep right and Something then you sleep like for 20 I need yeah. an hour for an hour mm. min is what I always yeah. say to Brett because he's like do you want me to wake you up or like how long you think you're sleeping for it's usually an hour I know, oh, yeah. but I am a cat so what I want to say <laughs> is that basically first of all that we all have different rhythms and we all have different cycles and it's just there's nothing wrong with you and it's really just about 
um, that's true self-care is getting to know when you feel good. And, you know, some people are morning people like you are, and I am too. Um, like when I wake up, I'm ready to go. And then like at a certain time, depending on when I wake up, I need a nap. Like let's say three, four hours after. <laughs> I mean, I don't always take one, but that's when I'm like, oh, okay, I'm tired. And then there'll be like a little, I'll have some more energy throughout the day, but my prime time is in the morning. Yeah. Um, but not every, you know, so it sounds like you just know your rhythms well. Yeah. Um, seems healthy. Yeah, it seems healthy to me. Although I will say that I was tuning into it and I think that <laughs> there may have been something going on when she was little. Um, I'm not in a reading space, but I did kind of get the idea that there's something related to her mother, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe some kind of shaming about energy levels. Oh, um, yeah. So maybe that's something, again, I'm not in a reading space, but I did kind of tune in like, oh, there's some kind of shame going on there and in terms of energy level. So, yeah. So I think it's great just that you know yourself that well and that you're that tuned in. <clears throat> and, yeah, that's what I have to say about yeah. it. And then I will also say that, yes, the hours of the day are ruled by various um, energies. So mm. I know in um, Chinese astrology, the different hours of the day are ruled by different animals of the zodiac. Oh, I can't right. tell you off the top of my head what those are, but they do exist. Mm -hmm. That's how we know our ascendant in Chinese astrology mm. is what time of the day you were born. Well, that's how we know our ascendant in regular astrology. Well, but in Chinese, it's like the same hours of the day. It's not based on where the planets are in oh, the sky. Okay. It's based on what hour of the day it was. Mm -hmm. And um, and I know also that there are angels associated with different oh, times of the day. That's nice. Yeah, that's in Angel, the Angel Bible by Hazel Raven. Oh, boy, you are such a reader. I'm very jealous. That is true. <laughs> oh my god i really feel like <laughs> you're on like such a an 11 lately in all the ways <laughs> oh my goodness um all right well thanks for that question and again if you would like to ask us a question you can go to magicmondaypodcast.com or call us. In. Or call us. You know, I already said the number. Please call you us. You get it. We love the calls, you yeah. know? We really appreciate it. Um, so now it's time for the energy report. Oh, I feel like I really sold that one today. I went up a little bit. I'm not oh, commenting good, nice. in a bad way. You feel way. good about it. Well, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just thought it was funny. It was almost like I recorded it separately or something anyway the energy report this week it's pretty interesting to me in what we're about to talk about um so it continues to be about so the energy report is the energy trend I noticed from the week with my clients and myself and then also what I'm feeling into for the week ahead and you know, it's it's continues to be about worthiness, worthiness, worthiness is what my guides keep showing me and what I keep seeing in people is like, I mean, maybe that's always been true and that the underlying cause of things are often our lack of knowing our worth. But it's almost like now, like my guides source, the angels are like, okay, it's time. It's like enough of this bullshit. 
<laughs> we wasted enough time not knowing who we are, who you are. You've wasted enough time, humanity. And it's like already we're done, <laughs> you know? Why are you laughing? You, that we've, humanity has wasted yeah. enough time. Yeah. yeah. Just like being like dumb about our, pretending we're not great. Yeah. And my guides showed me essentially like you know this framework they're showing me that i was talking about earlier with this the triangles oh yeah well it's almost they were showing me that like each person is like a house a light-filled house that's the structure and that structure is our worthiness like it's inherent oh. in our structure oh. so that when we deny it or pretend it isn't there or um you know reject it we're rejecting the foundation of who we are yeah. And it really screws everything up. Yeah. From the ground up. I mean, some people that could mean addiction or confusion or, you know, losing touch with who you are, your right. purpose, like all of it. When we stop pretending, and I say pretending because it's all an illusion. Like we really do know that we're worthy, but then all this, the stories and all of the gunk gets on top of it. So I was thinking um, until, uh, yeah, so my guides have been giving me that stuff, those those triangles, mostly as an awakening. I mean, they've been beaming it into my different chakras um, to help awaken my sense of worthiness. And I think I've mentioned before about how it's just been occurring to me like, oh, what if like if I'm feeling bad right now, let's let's say I. Um, like, let's use my book as an example. I wrote a YA novel this, um, I finished it last month. Like, let's say it didn't get a good reception. Like I tried to get an agent and I couldn't, let's say I had a hard time. That hasn't happened. Trust me. It's not going to happen. It's such a good book. It's so romantic. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I haven't even started trying to do that yet. But um, let's just say it happened. If I just took my worth out of the equation, like normally the habit would be to be like, oh, God, I actually suck at this. Forget it. You know, like I d would go into like, a, Ugh, oh, well. But what if I was like, oh, my worth has nothing to do with it because I'm inherently worthy. That just goes for, you know, goes without saying. So it's like, oh, so maybe I need to rework this part of it. Or maybe it's another subject that would resonate more. Or, you know, I'd be able to look at it more um, neutrally and yeah. not make it about myself. Right. So lately, I've just been having these revelations like that. Like, oh, I start to feel bad about different things. And then I'd be like, oh, wait, what if actually I'm worthy so it has nothing to do with that yeah and it's it's been this real subtle shift but not subtle at the same yes. time you know what I mean it's like it feels yes. subtle in the moment like oh wait a minute what if I don't do that but then it's like has huge consequences yeah actually so huge yeah, yeah I can feel that too yeah so, so I'm talking a lot but the what I'm getting to is compliments so we started to talk about um uh, someone had written us to say that they heard Tess talk about how when someone compliments her books, she just thinks they're lying to her. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, nicely, like they're just being polite or, or yeah. you know. Yeah. And they were saying that they felt the same way. And could we talk about it? Well, it really comes into this whole thing about worthiness. And so... 
Um, I've been noticing that when people compliment me, which happens all the time. <laughs> I'm sure it does. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it should. But the way I say it like that, it's like, but actually, you know what? Yeah, I mean, it, it's like I, I've been able, it's happening enough that I'm noticing it to work this mm-hmm. practice, which is I realized that my first thought is like, Oh, okay, like, like to keep a wall up a little bit, mm-hmm. like, like that's nice, that's nice, but I'm not gonna let that in, you know? Yeah. And so I realized what's under us all receiving compliments is fear, like this fear of being vulnerable with it. So, like, if you really, for instance, in your case, we don't have to delve into it, but it's just something to think about. Like, if you were to be like, oh, wait a minute how am I really feeling right now if I actually believed them? It might be terrifying because yeah. then you'd have to feel your power yeah, or feel into who you really are, you know? And like, yeah. So I know, and there's such a, a um, real tendency to just say, well, it's because of this. Like my friend um, said that I looked radiant in this picture on Facebook. And my first thought was to say like, Oh, well, I did this or I, you know, like write it off. Like, well, the light was good. And no, you you always look radiant. uh, You have a radiance about you. Like, I I feel like almost every day I think, well, here, now you get to practice. Yeah, I am. I was like, did you see my hands at first were like in defense? Yeah, you wanted to, you wanted me to stop. Yes. But I'm like, and so I was like, okay. (laughs) Here we go. But no, I feel like almost every day I think I really need to talk to Natasha about how she looks so radiant and how I can like change my facial regimen oh because because <laughs> you do you always look oh my are gosh. glowing if anyone wants to look at Tessa's latest picture on her I mean you're always looking radiant too but thank oh, you thank you thank, thank you. you um yeah so it is like scary I mean I'll just say like mm-hmm. even hearing that it's like uh, like also like what if I can't agree to that if I agree to that I'll look like I'm being you know um, egotistical or yeah. I'll think like if they you know whatever it is yeah I know it does it I have that now that you're saying that it is like oh if I believe people love my books that much I'm gonna become delusional yeah and then it's gonna be a slippery slope <laughs> and I'm gonna just become like a, a cult leader <laughs> well yes it's interesting you say that because I was talking to a client a couple of weeks ago who's starting to get more um, attention in her field and she was feeling really nervous about it like about like oh no if people are looking up to me like that that's not good and what was so funny we both laughed about it was that when I looked underneath it it was like people weren't like oh my god I need to follow you (laughs) you know they were just like you're real cool you know like I like you you know it wasn't even like yeah like this deity that she's like afraid that's her fear just like it was your fear right now yeah now that yeah, now that we're talking about it, it's like oh, don't open that door because then you'll just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really, people are just like I really like your books, you know. They, yeah, and maybe yeah. even they mean a lot to me, you know. They really touched me. They helped me grow. But it's not like right. they're like. And if somebody is like putting you on a pedestal, then that's their stuff. And then the other thing is like none of it means anything about you, the good or the bad, you right. know. No matter what. It is. Even the nicest compliment doesn't even mean anything about you. It's just about, 
it really is about the other person and how where they are and what they see and what they're allowing in. So the truth is we're worthy regardless. Yeah. So it's not about worthiness, but I do think I have a question for you because Mm. when we think about it not having anything to do with us, I think that's part of like the defense against it. Like, oh, it doesn't mean anything like right away. Mm. But like what? But there is a joy in receiving. And then in, in like... Like when you're saying people are saying, oh, that really connected with me or that inspired me or I think you're cool. Like then it's like, well, I did create those. But I mean, I wrote those things because I cared about them. So it does feel good for someone to understand what I was getting at and for it to benefit them. So is it like maybe thinking about it on the level of connection to people rather than um, this means something about me Mm -hmm. as a my worth that this means something about my worth instead it's like oh this is a person i get to connect with who gets what i'm offering yeah kind of yeah that could be yeah definitely i think it's about connection yeah so if it's not about you but it's still like they're bringing something in hmm, how do i say this like it's not about who you are but they're still like reflecting back something that they feel and see Right. So even if it's like you look radiant, then it's like, oh, there's something about me that they're seeing that feels good for them yes, to see. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, it feels bad to have your compliment rejected. You know, like it's you, true. Yeah. It feels nice to receive. I mean, that's part and to um, like you receiving like me receiving a compliment. Like if I'm like, thank you, that yeah. feels a lot better than, well, you know what? You look good, too. And I do think you look amazing. But oh, thank you. But I really do. I wasn't lying. I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I told you that earlier. Um, but and I was like, Brett, we need to get a light reflector. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'll show you what we have. <laughs> Tess is, I, I was telling Tess earlier, she, her pictures all look so amazing. But um, anyway, so yeah, so it, it is a fine line in terms of what you're saying. Like either way, it doesn't mean anything about you. But at the same time, it is like, I'm just like feeling into what this is. It's like, but at the same time, a rejection of it is like a rejection of of your core of who you are you, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's a core it's you rejecting a reflection of you back to you does that make sense yeah it, it I um I have thought a lot about compliments because I was telling Natasha that in my next book that comes out next year I have a whole chapter called compliments are complicated <laughs> because that was one of the things when I was going through my journey with um intuitive eating yeah like that one of the things I was really afraid of because of just the culture in my family yes. was that it's just really like the my family members, it's uh, not all of them, but many of them. It's like if you haven't seen them for a while, they'll be like, ah, you look great. And it's like there's all this yeah. stuff connected to that. Like, totally. oh, they think I look fit. They think I look thin. They think and that means they value me like that's at least how I would interpret it. So I had to really look deeply at like that was such a big deal to me. Like if I let go and eat what I when I'm hungry, hmm. how am I going to feel if my certain family members don't tell me, oh, you look great the minute they see me, you know what I mean? Yes. Like that. And so I had to kind of like 
because I'm like, is that is that worth me being hungry all the time? Yeah, you know, it's not. Know. It really is not. So yeah. there's just a lot there. There is a lot at. there. There is a lot there because, yeah, because it isn't about you either way. It's always like that's a good example, actually. Them complimenting you is totally about them. In uh, that situation, yes. yeah, because it's like the particular family members I'm thinking about yes. are, you know, <laughs> really obsessed with the way that they look. Yes, you know, and diet way. culture. So that's mm-hmm. totally, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah, so, you know, you can always feel into it. And that's also why you can trust that if somebody is like looking up to you in this way that doesn't feel good, you'll be able to trust that too. Like, oh, that's really about them and, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, so it's maybe I'm talking also more about the rejection of compliments and just the more we can take them in, the more we'll be able to tell maybe the difference between it, like just really feeling into the vulnerability of it, I think is mm-hmm. the most important part. It's just and like, the energy of it, because mm-hmm. it's different, like, like your friend saying you look radiant is a different I mean, even if what my family member said to me was, you look radiant, but it's yes. like I still could feel like that what all the deeper meaning of that, at least the way I was interpreting yes. it and all the history of it, like just for us to be conscious to the subtleties of that. Mm-hmm. And then like for me, it was like, OK, I really need to realize even like I might think I feel good when I get that kind of compliment mm-hmm. from them. But I have to realize like I don't really it's not that's not a real nourishing vibration yeah well yeah needing you know yeah tuning into the vulnerability of that even yes oh that feels good but that's because my inner child is feeling validated for years you know so yeah yeah. so whatever it is just at least just letting in your vulnerability uh, around whatever it is and then and then knowing your worthiness like that's another yeah like like you just are worthy regardless of whatever compliment comes your way but bringing it in yeah so you don't have like I imagine someone like Reese Witherspoon (laughs) I don't know why I picked her but like a celebrity (laughs) I'm sure on like their Instagram gets like a million right you know like so for her maybe she wouldn't need to take in every compliment but maybe feel (laughs) into talking to you now Reese feeling (laughs) into (laughs) what does that feel like how much like she doesn't have to let it go to her head you know she can just feel like oh this feels nice that people are like Oprah like this is the last thing I'm going to say well I'm going to give my to do but the to do for this week but I have noticed Oprah taking compliments and she's so good at it I mean oh she's just like really like "Mm -hmm, yeah thank you like she just like a hundred percent exactly what I'm talking about like it's like she knows her worth and she appreciates the other person saying that, but it's also not like it doesn't seem anyway like it's making her like I don't know go to her head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like she just takes it in like mm-hmm. yes, thank you. Oh. I mean like though because a lot of times as you can imagine when people are talking to Oprah, it's basically a stream of compliments. Right, right. <laughs> Where they're like, "You changed my life for this," and she's like, "Mm-hmm." Yeah, Mm -hmm. like she just knows this is true about her. She's changed a lot of people's lives. And that doesn't mean she's like opened the door to be a deity, even though she is. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so anyway, my energy report assignment of the week, should you decide to take it, is um, 
receiving a compliment, receiving compliments and seeing how you feel, just noticing, observing how it makes you feel. And if you don't receive any compliments this week, compliment yourself and see how Mm -hmm. that makes you feel. Like that's another thing. It's really hard for us to take in our own celebrations. You know, like if you had a little, um, like yesterday I hosted, you know, a group of people leading them into their worthiness. And then I can give myself like a compliment for that. Like that was, you know, meaningful. That was a really meaningful experience. And like that I led. I can yeah. give my, not, they all had their own experiences and I'm not taking responsibility for their experiences. <laughs> but I'm just saying like I set a, a container for people to have their own experiences, their own And you and offered I, it with love. Yes. And I yeah. set that tone of love and I, you know, and so I can take that in. Yeah, I did uh, that. This is nourishing to oh, me good. to think of it. Because like, you know, I really love my job and I work a lot. Mm-hmm. But to remember to be like oh yeah okay not just like okay I got a lot done today but like (laughs) yeah I did that stuff because I wanted to and I cared about it and I shifted vibrations yes yeah I mean honestly yes a hundred percent we really do the more we can do that it's not about bloating up our egos it's the opposite it's feeling into the vulnerability so that we can grow our awareness of our own worth which is inherent in everybody I love it so All inspiring. Right. Oh, good. I feel like I talked a lot. That's so, exactly what And we it do. was really good. Yes. <laughs> Super helpful. You offered it with love. See the two sides You looked of that? radiant the whole time. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of close talking to the mic today. This is really helpful, though, because I am noticing with myself, like, I was like, I'm talking a lot. And, like, letting that be in. Well, and it was probably helpful it was helpful to you yeah yes okay thank you that was the energy report (laughs) thank you okay so now it's time for practical magic okay so this really aligns with what we were tapping into with your triangles and your visualization and then the um lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram Mm. when i tuned in um it feels like this is a really good idea for everyone this week is to get some kind of daily magical work Mm. going like a structure yes and i think that it really validated when you said you had that that message from your guides because it just feels so important for magical people right now to have that strong container and I mean that in the sense of like the habit like every day I show up and I do this ritual or this meditation but also like being aware like how you said with every you had that visual or Mm -hmm. that message from your guides that we're all like a house of energy or light for us to like create that structure and that space around ourselves to really acknowledge our aura. And then now also we can add in the awareness of our worthiness being a part of this, Mm -hmm. like creating and setting a clear, strong, energetic container so that we feel safe, we feel grounded, we feel inspired by being connected to spirit. We feel like there's a shield of positivity around us, but not like a block. Like it's still, we're still open. Our hearts are open. We can even feel more open because we have set this intention to be surrounded and grounded in positivity. So 
my recommendation for this week is to choose something. If you don't already have something that you do regularly like this, it could be like a chakra clearing and aura shielding meditation. Mm -hmm. And I have some of those on my website if you want to start listening to a free guided one. Um, it can be something like the Merkaba meditation that Natasha and I talk about, which we recommend looking in Ascension Magic, the book Ascension Magic. And I will just Penzac. say, Penzac. yeah, yeah, Christopher Penzac, Um that I have, I led everybody on Thursday in that meditation that I talk about with the light and you can get a recording of it if you want oh. on my website in Perfect. the energy tune up from okay. last week <clears throat> from the full moon. Yeah. So this would be like a cool thing they could start to do on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah. yeah, once they learn it, then they can, yeah, implement it. One person did write me to say that they're going to be implementing it into their routine. And it, it is very Perfect. powerful. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And, and it is, this is a kind of a thing that um, it doesn't have to be that you're doing the same exact thing every day for right. the rest of your life. No. Um, but, you know, I think I feel like finding a habit that you can stick to, I'm feeling like at least from now until Samhain or mm -hmm. Beltane, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, so October 31st type yeah. through November 1st, um, maybe kind of get that going to have a strong structure. I feel like it feels good because we are moving towards Samhain and or Beltane which is um, a time when the veil is really thin. So mm -hmm. it's a really magical time. Like we're open up to, we are able to connect with a lot of magical energy mm -hmm. and we're able to make contact with the invisible realm in a really deep way during this time of year. So there's that. There's also that we're getting ready for Mercury to go retrograde. So having like a real strong structure around that will be cool. And then also... The election, there's a lot of weirdness going on <laughs> in mm -hmm. the United States mm -hmm. with and, and in the world, really. I mean, this is an interesting time on Earth, as we all know. And so, there's two full I mean, there was just a full moon. There's a full moon oh, right. on Samhain. There's oh, right. Mars retrograde. There's, yes. Which is still retrograde. A lot of the planets are coming out of retrograde, but it's, right. they're still in a little in a conjunction in cap there's a lot of stuff happening yeah but yeah that's true until sow and beltane is also the full moon yeah. so after that period i think it's kind of nice to have this to kind of think of it as more limited like i'm not telling you you need mm. to get this going for life but mm. maybe just to have that container where you're like okay let me start to create a routine and you might change it it might be like oh this maybe feels a little better to me to do it this way mm -hmm. but do create some kind of a container for daily magical work and it's cool too because when you do that and i and i think it should involve connecting to the earth mm -hmm. connecting to the cosmos mm -hmm. clearing your aura and mm -hmm. shielding it mm -hmm. so all of those practices i mentioned mm -hmm. you know merkaba the well if you are at a certain point, you might want to try a lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. But like mm -hmm. I said, it's taken me until now <laughs> to feel like it feels kind of doable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that might be it. Some of you might not be ready for that quite yet. I think there are YouTube tutorials on that also. Yeah. Free ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you can just see how you feel about it. <clears throat> yeah. Me. You can investigate. There's one that Damien Eccles talks about also in um, High Magic called The Middle Pillar. It's sort of like um, sort of like a chakra clearing, but it's different. But mm -hmm. it's the same like energy meridian clearing and activating kind of thing. Yeah. That's exactly what I 
did on my thing last um, Thursday. And yeah, we have a lot of it. You have ones on mm-hmm. your site. If you sign up for my yeah. newsletter, I have a chakra clearing. You can also, if you do any of that, and then just have the intention to to you can even to I was going to say to have protection around you and you only mm-hmm. allow in yeah, your highest important. good yeah. yeah bring in Archangel Michael for protection yeah and I agree with you it's a really important time like I said to know your worth to have a stability like bringing in that daily sense of that mm-hmm. Yes. So daily work, um, extra important. And if you already are someone who meditates regularly and has a kind of a routine, you might want to revamp it or look deeply like what's really going to nourish me and help me to ground Mm. and connect my energy and clear it and shield it. And then that's also a cool kind of way to bring ritual into your life every day. So, you know, you do the clearing and the shielding and the grounding and the connecting, and then you can take a moment to visualize your intentions and feel grateful for them and maybe send love and healing to your loved ones to yeah. the planet so this is just a way to stay in that flow and mm-hmm. get in your positive momentum and anchor in positivity especially during this time when there are people who are purposely spreading negativity <laughs> you know yeah. like we're getting yeah. that broadcast to us mm-hmm. in a pretty steady way so for us to counterbalance that not just for ourselves but for the planet mm-hmm. it's really cool we are also getting extra light too i i do yeah. feel that oh, so yeah. by asking for it you you really can receive it more yeah the more you ask for it i agree yeah, yeah. well that's great all Thanks. right um, so should we do our housekeeping? Yeah. Okay. So you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. That's where you can sign up for that. The recording of any of my classes. There's a few on there. You can sign up for my newsletter and get some free meditations. You can schedule a session with me. Um, you can sign up for my inner child healing waiting list, um, which I'm starting to compile. Um, and if you sign up for that, I'm you'll get an early bird discount when I do do it again. And you can find me on Instagram at Highest Light Healing. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can also learn about and sign up for the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts. You can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at TessWhitehurst, on Facebook at TessWhitehurst Author, and on YouTube at TessWhitehurst. And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, which is where you can ask a question. You can also see our show notes. So if there's a book uh, or any resource that we mentioned on the podcast, it will usually be in the show notes at magicmondaypodcast.com. And you can find us on Instagram at magicmondaypodcast, on Facebook at magicmondaypod, And on Facebook in the group at Magic Monday Podcast listeners. That's right. Um, All right. So this week I'm going to pick a card from the deck you gave me. I think it was last Christmas maybe. Or I don't remember. Birthday Tales of the Mystical Cats. Yay. I love it. The tarot. It says tales of. Oh, does it? On here. but And then it says mystical cats tarot. Oh, I guess this is the book that goes with it. Oh, so I see. So it is the mystical cats tarot. And I am drawing from 
my very own cosmic dancer oracle. Oh my gosh, I drew the same card I drew last week, which really? is totally aligned with what we were talking oh, about, which is practice daily. That yeah. is so funny. I, I love know. it. <laughs> that is really funny. And that is your deck, which you can get on your website, right? Yep. And on Amazon and wherever you like to buy books. Cosmic um, Dancer Oracle. Well, guess what? I picked, which is also perfect, um, uh, which is, I did pick it first, but it means similarly, Good Kitty, which we've talked oh, about before. Good Kitty. And this is exactly what we're talking about. It's so funny. Cats do not feel shame. Although we misbehave or make unfortunate choices at times, it doesn't, at times it doesn't affect our judgment of ourselves as essentially oh. good. Oh. Is that crazy? That's exactly yeah. what we were exactly. talking about. We learn from our mistakes and grow in wisdom throughout our lives so that our elder years are serene. The cat goddess has blessed us and told us we are worthy of praise. And how could it be otherwise? When we are made in her image, we are all good kitties. <laughs> oh my God, this is so perfect. Um, <laughs> Okay, so it says, if the card is reversed, when you have come to a place of self-acceptance and clarity about yourself, turn your attention to a larger community, your family, your clan, any others within the sphere of your influence. How can you help others feel better about themselves? How can you expand the blessings of compassion to benefit everyone? Where do you need to forgive? It's interesting. So, yeah, accepting that praise, just knowing it, and then extending it to other people. Yeah, and I love thinking of good kitty, too, because that's such a sweet little compliment. It really is. Because it is like every day I'm like, oh, you're such a good kitty to Solo. And he like, you know, the other day he brought in a mouse from his little catio again. Like he he has done this several times that he's he just has a little catio and he still is able to catch mice and bring them in the house. And he did that on Monday, and then he scratched me while I was holding him while Ted was trying to take the mouse outside. And still, he's a good kitty. He's exactly. the best. Exactly. You're not like, you don't <laughs> deem him. And obviously, you know that I believe they're all good kitties. Yes. So you're a good kitty so are we. too, people. Yes. All right. We'll have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. and then they got pregnant. <laughs>